Welcome to the Top Tier Tactics Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Bud and Nadir, where aspiring champs come to get the latest and most accurate information to become top tier. Let's get on with the episode. A wild week seven filled with injuries, big plays, comeback from behinds, and last second touchdowns. I am Natter alongside Bud. How are you? What a week. It was what, wild. What a week. What a year. It's been it's been great. It's been a roller coaster, yeah, and this is exactly been. what we needed out of a football season. We needed to see Todd Gurley make a mistake, score a touchdown, because it helps all our fantasy teams out. Uh, we wanted to see the Lions go down the field and show them exactly what kind of mistake works like that. And then we saw the Browns last second touchdown. We saw the Seahawks and the Carolina Cardinals with their own shenanigans Sunday night. I mean, it, it's been a fun week. It was it was a very good week. It was Absolutely. a good week. Absolutely good football to watch. Mm-hmm. Everything. everything, but we got some injuries. Oh, oh and injuries. Uh, and of course, in this episode, we're gonna break it down. We got our all NFL headline breakdown. Of course, we got our legendary waiver wire calls. Where we were so correct last week with a couple nice calls. I just want to pat ourselves on the back with that. And I do want to shout us out again for predicting the kicker of the week with Matt Prater. Congratulations on that. Sixteen points out of him this week. Absolutely. He's killing it. Oh, let's get right into it. Let's do it. NFL headlines. Kenyon Drake, the uh, the latest of the first round or second round running backs to get hit with an injury stick. He is supposed to miss some time with an apparently slight tear in his ankle. I am. Am I glowing? Do I look like I'm glowing? You're kind of happy. Because I feel like I have a glow to me and everything is going right. That's that's how I feel right now. I know I know you're a huge Chase Edmonds truther. Absolutely. You were big on his train, so much on his train that every single draft we were both a part of, I felt like I had to steal Chase Edmonds from you just to frustrate you. And, uh, you know, I have Chase Edmonds in a ton of leagues. Yeah. And the information I am getting from Kenyon Drake, this injury is actually more of a four- to six-week injury instead of a two-week injury that a lot of people are saying. So I'm thinking more like, it's going to be probably three to four weeks. I think they're going to put him on the IR for at least three weeks. Um, but that gives Chase Edmonds an opportunity to see if he actually can carry the load and take that job from Kenyon Drake. Because I, I think just visually, Chase Edmonds lo- looks way better than Kenyon Drake, just in in my opinion. He looked super explosive against the Seahawks. Granted, it is the Seahawks defense that I just don't think can get the job done. Uh, for that team now Chase Edmonds he looked good looked really good looked explosive like every single time he touched the ball you felt like it was a big play about to happen so uh, he is definitely going to be the highest priority for you this week if you don't own him of course when we talk about him in the waiver wire period he already is 63% owned so it is going to be a little bit more on the difficult side to grab him absolutely but but this means for Kenyon Drake is he won't be back till about let's be let's be conservative and say week 11 because they do have a bye week right now so he gets to skip on on the bye week which Which is is good for him yeah huge so you're going to be missing let's say four weeks without him uh what do you do now you're hoping you have Chase Edmonds in your backfield, but if you don't, you're going to have to go to the waiver wire and scour because running backs right now are very, very hard to find. They're very hard to find, but I feel like I, we can get serviceable ones in our waiver wire period. Uh, last week, we talked about a handful of running backs that I, if you were able to sneak up and pick up one of those, you wouldn't be in such in the worst spot. Of course, we're going to go over it again in this episode, but Chris Carson, another running back to get hit with the injury stick he left the game early had an mri currently has a mild foot sprain considered week to week yeah and i mean carlos hyde looked good he looked pretty good he he looked pretty good chris carson it it doesn't look like it's going to be serious Kenyon drake's looked a lot worse than chris carson but it's a good thing to know keep an eye on for sure yeah chris carson was still in uniform uh he looked like he had his helmet near him He, he Honestly, I I didn't even realize he was hurt until about halftime in the third quarter when they announced it. 
Uh, I, I thought they were just giving Carlos Hyde a decent workload this game, or they, they saw something on the tape that really thought that uh, Carlos Hyde would exploit. Now, I do want to go back to Kenyon Drake because chances are he was drafted in the early second round. Yeah. And that means you there is a good chance that you took Michael Thomas. And then oh. on the turnaround, you took Kenyon Drake. That is a high probability, high chance of that happening. Right now, if, if that happened, you are in loads of trouble. At that point, I feel like you have to trade both of those players to fill needs. Right, right now, if you have a losing like a losing record or like a five and one uh four and two or two and four or any of that at this point you have to trade your injured studs to fill in holes is that fair you say four and two or you say two and four? two and four sorry yeah i mean if you're at the lower bottom of the barrel every week is a must win week for you of course you, you need to get the matchups you need to get the players you need to go right away injuries you can't really hold off on uh, if it, it it really depends on what kind of league you are. If it's a six-team playoff or if it's four-team, it's going to be even worse. But yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, at some point you got to make a move. You can't necessarily wait till the end of the year until it is too late. Because at that point, even if you have a tie record and your points four is lower, well, then it doesn't necessarily matter how good your team is up to that point. Now, Philip Lindsay and Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton took a massive shot to the face. I mean, that, that looked like it hurt just it strictly like from it watching. Hurt. It looked like it hurt. <laughs> it did that's hurt. The, that's the best thing I could put. It just looked like it hurt. They're both con- uh, currently in concussion protocol. I do not expect either of them to get clear by Sunday, meaning for Philip Lindsay, Melvin Gordon is probably going to take the workload again. Andy Dalton on the Cowboys, they currently have their seventh round uh, rookie starting for that team. They're going to find another option. I don't I think at this point they realize the season's kind of over. So they're just going to give up? They're not going to give up. I think they're going to see what they have first in did, the seventh round. Did they make a head coaching issue? Like, did they make a bad decision on their head coach? What? McCarthy. I mean, someone has to be blamed for this. What is even Even before Dak got hurt, they were not playing that well. I mean, their offense was looking great. Their defense was horrible, but they still weren't winning games. Well, it, it's been mediocre. And... You have to You're, ask yourself, at one point, do you have to start spending money on the defensive side? Jerry Jones, who is the GM, the owner, makes all the decisions. Uh, he decided that he didn't want to spend any money on the defensive side, and so he put it all on the offensive side, and we're seeing the result of that. You know, They have a fantastic offense. They don't have a defense. Uh, they refused to resign Byron Jones. They don't have a pass rush. They decided to go get Alden Smith four years out of the league, thinking that he was just going to jump in and be dominant. They don't they, they don't have any continuity on the defensive side to, to really help themselves out. And now that they lost their key offensive piece, they're in shambles. Shambles. And uh, Zeke, he's not performing to what you'd like. He mm. has a fumbleitis issue. Uh, right now, it's just disarray. Absolutely. Yes. Now, uh, Christian McCaffrey, the uh, we're, we're just talking RB after RB after RB right now. It's a brutal year. It's, it's a brutal RB year. He is currently in a non-contact jersey. Uh, as of right now, there is no sign of if he will or will not play, but I'm going to list him as doubtful for Thursday night against the Falcons. I He's not going to play. You don't think so? I don't think he's going to play. And then uh, there was a announcement right now that Mike Davis is going to get a decent amount of playing time even when Christian McCaffrey comes back. Ouch. So I don't think it's going to be massive, but I do think he's going to be sprinkled in a good amount. So you're looking probably 30%, maybe? I mean, 70-30, that's still considered a workhorse load for Christian McCaffrey. I'm not too worried about that. I am worried about Raquel Armstead, who is uh, now deemed out for the whole whole 2020 season. Uh, Apparently him and his fight with uh, covid uh, didn't end too well. Of course, he survived, but it left a massive issue with him. Uh, he's not fit at any point to come back this year. It, it It's sad to see. It, it's a bad situation, but hopefully everything works out. He's going to have a year off to be able to get to back to where he was and get back on the Jaguars for next year. Uh, other than that, I mean, he's not going to be relevant because he hasn't been relevant for eight weeks so it's not a huge news but james robinson is the clear number one there obviously yeah now uh, s- some side effects for covid has 
is loss of taste and smell. So permanently, you can't necessarily taste or smell anything. Uh, I, I think that's probably the, the worst side effect you could ever have. Considering permanently, that, I don't know if it's permanently. Some people uh, have said. I don't think it's permanently. I think it's right when before. That's how you can know for sure that you have COVID. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Uh, this is just the online stuff I've been reading about it. Maybe they're just just trying to scare everybody. Uh, but I couldn't imagine not being able to really taste anything ever. No nugs. No, 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 no McDonald's chicken nuggets. No uh, burgers from Wendy's or all that good stuff or spicy chicken. Oh my god! Uh, now I'm hungry. So Nick Chubb may return after the week nine bye. How do you feel about that? Good. That's uh, a good sign for Chubb. Uh, Cream Hunt. I mean, it's not a good sign for Cream Hunt, but I think they'll go back to what they were doing before. Uh, Kareem Hunt is currently posting the same fantasy stats with or without Nick Chubb. I don't necessarily think Nick Chubb is going to ruin or so th- benefit him in any it, way. Yeah, it's going to probably go back to what it was, but does that solidify Nick Chubb is going to be the back for that backfield? He, he's For always- sure, 100%. K- uh, Kareem Hunt is only just going to eat into what he was, but the number one guy is Chubb. Number one guy has always been Nick Chubb. I don't think anybody has necessarily questioned that. Maybe some uh, Kareem Hunt owners... You know, they hype up their own guy and speculate that he's going to take over the backfield because he's so great. Uh, He's not that great. I mean, he is great, but he's not, I'm taking over Nick Chubb's job great. So uh, Nick Chubb, he he owns that backfield. That is his uh, team to own, and uh, he's going to continue to own it once he comes back. But speaking of somebody who doesn't own the team, Odell Beckham with a torn ACL. Uh, I'm blaming Baker Mayfield for this. He threw a horrible ball to Odell, and Odell had to try to come up, make the tackle. Clearly, he couldn't tackle, didn't do anything correctly, and uh, we ended with his ACL being torn. Yeah, it, Jarvis Landry is going to be the beneficiary over there. Odell Beckham, unfortunately, got hurt, and he is. Is is this the demise? Is this the last we're going to actually hear about Odell being some top tier wide receiver? Because it. The last, what, three, four years? Two, three years. It hasn't been anything what you expect. No, which is unfortunate. I mean, he should go back to the Giants. Maybe he'd turn into that elite status. But as soon as he joined the Browns, uh, his career definitely took a turn for the worst. Jalen Rieger for the Eagles. Wide receiver, he comes off the IR. The rookie first rounder finally should come back. I don't know how much that changes the wide receiver core. Fulgham looks like he's a solid wide receiver start at this point. Uh, I would rather have Fulgham than Jalen Rieger. I don't know about you. I mean, Fulgham's actually doing it. Rieger's potential, right? At this point, yes. So, I mean, Fulgham you want to have. Rieger's good guy. You can have him on the bench and kind of see what happens. You probably have him in the IR. If you can put him there and go from there. But Alshon is most likely coming back this week, too. So, I mean, it, it's starting to cluster on that wide receiver core I don't know how much it's going to help uh, but Fulgham's probably the safest bet so far I, I I'm putting uh, Al, oh, what's his name sorry Fulgham no the other one Alshon Alshon yeah Alsh, Alshon to me is irrelevant okay he's going to come back he's going to get hurt again he's going to pull a Deshaun wouldn't be a surprise I, I, I just don't think he's that great and he's too old now too injury ridden uh, I've never seen him healthy at any point of his career now the big Big signing that I kind of want to rub in your face a little bit because I feel like I called this. You said he was going to the Seahawks, Antonio Brown. He is now going to be signed to the Buccaneers. Of course, he can't practice, he can, but he can go like in and out of the facility and talk to players, but he just can't practice. He should be eligible to play pretty soon. Uh, I, I don't know how you feel about this roster signing. I didn't even try to pick up Antonio Brown. That's how I feel. No, I, I don't I, want him. I, I, I didn't. I don't know what he's going to be in that offense. I know Tom Brady likes him. He will get receptions, but there's going to be four people on that offense that need to be fed. Someone's going to be left out. Who is going to be left out, we think? Uh, every every I, game I is mean, going to be somebody different. So is Mike Evans going to be left out? Because we've seen that recently in the last two weeks. Godwin came back. He's playing better. Antonio Brown, I'm trying to stay away. I, I don't know what he's going to do. If you are in dire need of wide receiver, sure. Pick him up as a flyer. He's very talented. He always has been. He does produce. We don't really know what's going to happen with Tom Brady. 
Well, to be fair, right now, all their wide receivers are producing, just not fantasy irrelevant production. Godwin, he's not even doing that great himself. Mike Evans, he's struggling. Godwin, 19 points this week. That's that's absolutely relevant. Uh, but Evans Did he is score not. a touchdown? Yeah. Oh, that yeah, makes yeah. He, he, he was relevant this week for sure. Um, but it, it's kind of a guessing game almost. It's a guessing I, game. You know, and that's not really what I want for wide receivers, but I can understand the play on trying to get him and have him on your bench. It might make your team look a lot dangerous than it actually is. That is rough. It's unfortunate, especially because we all had high hopes for these players. Uh, and, and their concern is that they have an injury-ridden wide receiving core. I mean, Godwin, he can't stay healthy this year. Uh, Mike Evans is always playing with something. And now Scotty Miller has his own little issues that going on. Of course, Scotty Miller had a great fantasy day himself with another touchdown. Gronkowski, uh, I mean, he's Gronkowski, but that's an entirely different position. So it's tough to judge that. Tom Brady just wants a championship this year. He doesn't care about anything else. And he, he told Bruce Arians, sign this player. Bruce Arians said, all right, thank you. And uh, hopefully they get themselves a championship. Or do we not want them to have a championship? No. No, we don't? No. No. Absolutely not. So so I do want I do want to put out this little statistic. It's not really a statistics. It was an, more of an observation. So the Buccaneers played the Raiders this weekend. Yes. Where John Gruden was the head coach for the Raiders. And then he moved on to the Buccaneers. He got to traded. Beat the Ra- he got, yeah, he, he, he got traded, traded to the, to the Buccaneers, Buccaneers correct. And then, you know, he beat the Raiders, obviously, in the yes. Super Bowl. Against Callahan. Yes. Correct. But I, I think it's interesting that uh, while on the Raiders, Gruden played against Tom Brady in that AFC Championship game and then had the Tucker rule go, go at the, against at the him. Patriots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but the Tom snow, Brady yeah. was the quarterback, and now— That was a fumble. It, it was not a fumble. That was 100% a fumble. It, the rules said Tom it was Brady a fumble. Tom Brady even said it was a fumble. The rule is not a fumble. That was a fumble. It's not a fumble. That was a 100% a fumble. It's a tuck rule. It's not a fumble. It's an incomplete pass. You said— and that, it, but it's still interesting because now he's on the Buccaneers playing John Gruden again on his old team. I guess. And I guess. I, that's just, inter- I, I mean, I guess so. Yeah. I don't know what you were getting. It's not. It's just an observation. There's nothing to really get out of it. Do you want it. me to observe something for you? Yes. Jimmy G sucks. No, I don't know that, about that. One. I'm gonna observe that for you. Is that an observation? The, yeah. Jimmy G. Would you rather have Jimmy G or Derek Carr? Jimmy at G. At this point. Because Derek Carr's playing better than Jimmy G. He's playing good football. Yeah, he is. But I'll, I'll, I'd still rather have Jimmy G. God. I, mm. I don't know where you got out of that. That was just uh, out of left field. I'm making a I, connection I, I over gonna, two I teams was, that played No, I was 100% going to say it no matter what, anywhere in this pod, okay. that Jimmy G does not look good. I don't know. He looked pretty good yesterday. Really? Yeah. I mean, when you put up 33 points against who, a who good put defense. Up, who put up 33 points? Because he didn't throw anything. He didn't throw touchdowns. No, he threw picks. Well, he threw one on a Hail Two Mary. Picks. Yeah, he threw one. It was just a end of the quarter, chuck it up, hope for the best. It must be nice to have your defense carry you. Huh? That Niners defense does not carry anybody. It was four picks that game. It that, seemed that, like that, it carried. That was an outlier was, was game. Cam, was Cam Newton carrying it? Yo, Cam Newton did all the work so for the Niners So what you're saying defense. is they're going to get rid of Jimmy G and Cam Newton is going to be the guy. So Cam Newton was doing it was just like, hey, just get me on your team. He he was I'll he throw was, four picks. You just you get rid of Jimmy G. I'll I'll come in for like three million just like I did with the Patriots, you know? He Save decided he decided to be pull an Oprah and just say, Hey, you get a pick, you get a pick. <laughs> everyone get a pick, gets everyone get a gets a pick. I mean, this is the same defense that allowed Ryan Fitzpatrick to put up forty points on them. I, I think we should relax a little bit. This is not the same Cam Newton pre COVID. Uh Pre-COVID, yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's just different. it's just Cam Newton. No, it's, it's two it's, different it, Cam Newtons. There was a pre-COVID. Do you think, do you think COVID after. affected him throwing? Oh yeah, corn? you that's oh, what yeah. you that's a hundred percent what you think. He is completely different. Oh from before my and after. god, there is a difference in quarterback play because of that. Because of COVID. Oh yeah, I mean, you a hundred percent COVID's fault. Not a hundred percent. Like, but like him reading there. defenses is COVID's fault. His ability <laughs> to make throws, his his stature, his, his stamina. Stature is because of COVID. He he just it does not look the same. His throwing motions off. I don't know what happened. It's because he's soft. Maybe, but he still rocks weird hair. That's all I care about. He's right? Killing it with the hair. I uh, oh, of he's, course. Hey, you like Robbie Anderson? That's pretty much the same hair, dude. Yeah, Robbie Anderson does it different though, because he's a beast. We don't talk about Robbie <laughs> Henderson in the same voice as Cam Newton. <laughs> now, 
Speaking of the Niners, now that we're on them, oh, Jeff hmm, Wilson Jr. and Debo Samuel are both heading to the injury. Uh, res- potential reserve. Jeff Wilson Jr. has a high ankle sprain, should be out a handful of weeks. I, I anticipate him hitting the injured reserve, and Debo Samuel has himself a pulled Again? hamstring. Yeah, there's Again. no time no timetable for him to return, which, which is a huge... It's huge for the Niners' offense because there was a, a huge difference between Debo Samuel being there and Debo Samuel not being there. He reminds me of like an Anquan Bolden. Debo? Yeah. How? He's a big dude. He he run people over. He he does. He will absolutely run people over. So as of right now, the the 49ers' offense they average six point six yards after the catch. That's highest in the NFL. Yeah. Not uh, surprised. I mean that the the way they game plan the receivers, Kyle Shanahan, he just called a perfect game. On Sunday, I mean, his play calling was phenomenal, and uh, he, he definitely when Bella when Bill Belichick says he got outcoached, you know you did a really good job. Uh, but we don't we don't have a timetable for them just yet. We kind of have to wait and see, wait for a report. Uh, the Shanahan's they don't Are like you? to tell anybody information regarding the injuries. I mean, we saw Raheem Mostert enter the IR Sunday morning. Are you actually holding on Debo at this point? Uh, I mean, like I mean, we're we're getting to the end here it's it's another injury for Debo like are we are we holding him fantasy relevance if you're not in dynasty it'd be difficult for me to hold him I'd rather have Brandon Ayuk at this point yeah 100% they're both the same players and currently one is injured and one is not so that that was a hefty NFL headlines okay that was a lot Mm -hmm. so let's have some fun before we get to the waiver wire guard segment so I want to talk about what would you do for a fantasy championship. So, like, what would you do for a Klondike bar? You basically, but for a fantasy champion, something that actually matters. We don't care about Klondike bars. Are you so, giving me, like, a hypotheticals here? Basically, or? I'm going to hand you a hypothetical. You're going to give me an answer. You can give me one if you can think of one. Uh, and we'll just have some fun from there. Okay, so I'll give you a hypothetical. Right now, you're in the championship game. Yep. Okay. You have Patrick Mahomes playing Monday night. <laughs> okay. And you need one point to win. The opponent, he already had his whole roster play and he's ahead of you by one point. So I win. basically you, you guarantee to win, right? Yeah. Uh, your wife comes at you and says, if you start Patrick Mahomes, we're getting a divorce. Do you start Patrick Mahomes and get yourself the championship? Is that even a, like a real question? It's a real question. I asked you it, I, dude. I don't think anyone's going to get divorced over Patrick. Mahomes. It's a hypothetical. It's if a you hypothetical. Start Patrick Mahomes, you oh, get dude, divorced, get but yelled at. but but you win a fantasy championship if you do, because you know he's gonna get you more than one point. So you're saying I'd get a ring on my finger no matter what? Yes. <laughs> oh, championship baby. So you're taking the championship, dude. If I'm getting another ring on my finger uh-huh. for a championship, that means it's a four peat. Let's face let's it, the, the group chat would be lit. The group chat would be absolutely lit. And hey, you know what? You can get married again, but you <laughs> might not be able to win another fantasy championship. Who knows? Again. The, who kn- so let's break it down. If your wife is telling you you can't start Patrick Mahomes because she wants you to lose your fantasy football championship, you might need to find another one. It's a blessing. Are I they mean, in disguise? it's a blessing in disguise. You need to find someone who's going to support your dreams, and your dream is to win a fantasy football championship, a.k.a. Scott. Ouch. So, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> was that you? Yeah, that was. You didn't have to put him on blast like that. Come on, we we had a rough. We, we had a group chat in another league. Go the off group today. chat got me hyped. It, 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 it just fun. it got me juiced. Chemo got me moving. You know what I mean? I just had to throw it out there. Yeah, that's brutal. He so, doesn't listen, anyways. So you're starting. You're starting Patrick Mahomes. I'm starting Mahomes. You're going for the divorce. Yes. Okay. So, uh, while if you have a hypothetical, you can give me one. I'll give you one right now. Okay. Uh, it's a simple one. Would you cut off your pinky finger for a championship? A pinky finger? Yeah. God, I look weird with that. Okay. Okay. So what about like the 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 top part of the pinky? finger? I'm probably finger? not cutting off. A You're limb. not cutting off. I'm not cutting off a limb for a fancy football. Okay. Are you cutting off a limb? I think about it. Like, All right. Like, All right. I got a hypothetical. I got a hypothetical. Okay. You win two, two, fancy, two fancy championships. If you never have McDonald's again, oh, I knew this was going to be a rough one for you. Never have McDonald's again. Could I substitute it for like Burger King or like nope. Wendy's? Just no fast food in general. No fast food. Nope. I sound so fat behind the mic. 
contemplating you sound this. Sound huge. I know. I people like, are thinking you're 350 pounds. Yeah, people think I'm like uh, he's 310. 310 <laughs> and a half. Get it right. Um, huh? That's a good one. I need a yes or no, sir. I'm gonna have to say no. Understandable. I'm gonna have to say no. Understandable. I, when you go to McDonald's in the drive-through line and you say, "Give me a 20-piece nuggets," you get a little excited inside. But two fantasy championships? That's that's double. I know that's a lot. Killing it. Okay. Uh, and you do you want to get into our next segment? Yeah. Okay. That, that's enough. You hurt my feelings. All right. All right. Waiver Wire God. All I'm saying is, if if my wife tried to play that card on me, oh. you're yeah. not you're not in a like a real relationship if she's trying to control you in fantasy football. Like, uh, is it, it okay? Before we move on to the segment, <laughs> we literally just hit. I I, I, know, I just wanted so, to do so that. So if she is like a co-owner of your team. Okay. So then is there more of a conversation there or does it not matter? Well, what kind of conversation? Ma- does okay. That we're go talking, we're talking Jeremy and Kate. Okay. Kate controls the team. We know that. Okay. Jeremy, I hope you're listening. What, what do you do? And, and she, well, well, the problem is with that is that she must have like a different idea. Like uh-huh. she thinks, Oh, don't start my home. Start this guy instead. Yeah. And I mean, they're, if they're a co-owner, they're also trying to win. Yeah. So, I mean, okay, I get it. It's irrelevant. They're all, okay, there we go. All right, so waiver wire God. I mean, l- last week, we, safe to say we killed it. Yeah. We told you what to do. You did it, probably. I hope you did it. And then you, you, you killed your week, or now you have stashable players that are going to be on this list, and you already own them. So you're a step ahead. You're killing it. You're on it, and you're just a waiver wire God. So I'm going to start it off with Carlos Hyde. At 11%. Currently, like we said, Chris Carson, uh, we don't know how long he's going to be out. One week against the Niners. Another week after that, we're just not sure. So it's best to hold on to the backup running back. In the meantime, Carlos Hyde is currently owned in 11% of leagues. And if you are in a high-powered offense such as Seattle, then you're going to be a beneficiary of fantasy points. And I think we need to remember, if he is going to be the main starter, he plays his old team. He plays San Francisco this week. He does. He does. This is a revenge game. So, and I mean, you know Carlos Hyde wants a little bit. We know what happens in revenge games. Usually, they they make a statement a little bit. They try to. You know, they give it a whirl. So, great pickup. I love it. I agree. Now, I mean, I don't think Carlos Hyde is going to get Chris Carson-type workload. And I think Chris Carson is a better receiving back. But I do think Carlos Hyde is a little bit of a better rusher than uh, Chris uh, Chris Carson, which is why I think Carlos Hyde is going to be a fantastic option for you. He had his nice little 15-yard sweep for a touchdown against the Cardinals. Uh, but let's move on to Rashad Higgins. He's 2% owned, and he, he's been on my fantasy radar for a few weeks now. But I was too afraid to pull a move because like, why would you own a wide receiver when you have Odell and Jarvis Landry in front of them? But congratulations. You don't have Odell anymore. Rashad <laughs> Higgins, 2% owned. I think he is a fantastic wide receiver, and I feel like a lot of people can even spot start him at this point. Am I – like what fab are you looking at here? What, what, are, you, what are you looking for? So if you're an are Odell you owner – waiver wire claim? Like you, what, what's, what are we uh, doing? No, right now you only spend your waiver wire claim on running backs. At this point, this is just how it has to be because of how important the waiver wire claim is and how important uh, running backs are in this scenario and how they're dropping like flies. I feel like you need to save your priority for running backs. But if you feel like you're situated or if you listen to last week's episode and you picked up uh, Chase Edmonds, you picked up Jamichael Hasley, you picked up uh, you know, LaMichael Pirine, you feel like you're semi-decent at running backs, then you can go ahead and do that. But I'd prefer you save your waiver claim. You can spend fab. I'd spend $5 at the most. And that's depending on how uh, needy you are in the position. Okay. Okay. So, so Rashad Higgins, he had half point PPR, 10 fantasy points week five, seven and a half, uh, 7.8 
week six, 14 last week against Cincinnati where he had 110 yards receiving just in that game. I feel like now with Odell gone, he's just going to be a bigger option for you to go at. Sounds good. Yeah. You can go on the next one because I know I know you you I, I threw this one in for you. You threw Chase, or you threw Nelson? Nelson. So Nelson disappointed me in dropping a decent amount of balls, but yes, he did. He did. I, I, I understand the play. Nelson Aguilar. Uh, we we don't have a lot of weapons. The Las Vegas Raiders don't have a lot of weapons. Waller is the main guy. Five for nine, 107 yards and a touchdown. He seems like he is is a very viable option for you. I don't know if I would put a waiver claim on, but I would definitely would like to have him on my bench, see what happens. The issue is is drops with him, and he's been a lot better this year, by, by far. Oh, yeah. Except this game. Except this game, which makes me sad, makes me concerned, but you need someone in that offense to catch the ball as a wide receiver. For, for and, somebody that isn't that big... He gets a lot of red zone targets. He gets a lot of red zone and touchdown grabs. I'm not sure how he does it. Yeah, he's got four touchdowns on the on the year. It's not know, bad. And, it's respectable. Consecutive consecutive games, it's been three. Three touchdowns. Do you expect that to happen consistently? There's not a lot of options. I mean, you know, you got rugs, but the red zone options are going to be Waller mm-hmm. and Waller. Waller, and, rush it I in, mean, or Nelson. He, uh, yeah, and Nelson looks great. He, he looks like he has a connection with Carr. He's a guy to look out for and take take notes on. Uh, I know Nelson Aguilar gets uh, memed and made fun of a lot for his drops, especially oh, because so he can't many. catch a baby, apparently, uh, unlike Aguilar. So uh, I think uh, a lot of people are going to overlook him just because of the name, but uh, I think those people would be very silly and naive to go ahead and just overlook somebody that's getting this much looks, attention, and red zone targets as Nelson Aguilar. Unfortunately, he did have that drop. It looked like an over-the-shoulder catch. I felt like that could have been a really big game if he was to nail that snag. But uh, 4% owned in Yahoo Leagues. I feel like he's a very good, safe option that people aren't going to be looking at right away. So making it, you can grab him without spending fab or your waiver wire claim. Now, somebody you're going to have to spend a lot on. Chase Edmonds. Yeah, a lot of people are going to be spending a good amount unless you hodled him up like I did. Unless you drafted him, you probably don't have him on your roster. The person that drafted him held him all year for sure. There's no way that uh, he, he let Chase Edmonds go. But he is 63% owned, so chances are he's already picked up in a competitive league. But if not, you're going to have to spend some fab. You're going to have to spend that priority claim. Hopefully you saved it. But Chase Edmonds is going to be a beast in that Cardinals offense while Drake is gone. And, I mean, he could be gone for a while. I think he will. I think probably three weeks at a minimum is is what I'm going to be looking at. And he really hasn't had a lot of carries to carry the workload. It's been Kenny and Drake. They've been force-feeding him a lot. And I think that is... This is a perfect opportunity to see after the bye week. Bye week, they're going to get him ready, get the full workload, and then pop him right in Miami. I see big numbers in Miami. He doesn't have the biggest workload, but he has immense production given yeah. his workload. He's he's by far easily the best pass catcher in that backfield and looks way more explosive than Kenyon Drake and fits that system, in my opinion, uh, just drastically. Anytime he's on the field, it it looks like it could go long, and I don't see that with Kenyon Drake. I don't see how he runs it. I, it, it just doesn't look the same. Like we said earlier in the podcast, uh, when he touches the ball, you feel like something big could happen. Now, he averages four targets per, ga- per game. He averages four targets per game as the backup running back. That is insane. And it should. I mean, I'm not saying it's realistic it doubles. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's if his targets double to eight targets a game. So think about it this way. Uh, 14 carries, 34 yards for Kenyon Drake. 14 okay. carries. 14. Okay, that was the last game. One reception, two targets, seven yards. You have Chase Edmonds, who had five carries. Give me one sec. Let me double check my numbers here. Five carries, 58 yards. Five carries, 58. 30, 32 long, seven receptions, seven targets, 87 yards. So if you're going to argue about Kenyon Drake is is a better... I, I don't see it. I, I really don't see it. And I think 
this is Chase Edmonds' time to shine and see if he can take over that position. I think he's going to. Last year, when Chase Edmonds was the lead back for his two weeks until he unfortunately got injured, he put up over 20 fantasy points in both of those games. So, I mean, there's no reason to expect otherwise from him, and that's what I'm guaranteeing from Chase Edmonds. I think his floor is about 15 points. Wow. Yeah. I mean, he – yeah, especially PPR. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. he's going to be racking in points this PPR, especially in this offense, where right now I feel like they're killing it. They're, it's just uh, they're in go mode. Kyler Murray's playing really good football. Hopkins, he's averaging over 100 yards per game. Christian Kirk, he's starting to get his name out there. Uh, they have so much they got to worry about on the field and out vertically down the field that he could just get catches dumped off here, dump off there, 10 yards here, 15 there, a couple here, and those fantasy points just pile up very quickly. Yes, great. Yeah. Exactly. Now, Tevin Coleman and Jamichael Hastley. I'm going to pair them up because, okay. of course, they're on the same team. Now, Tevin Coleman's currently on the IR, but he is potentially set to come off this week. They're going to monitor his status. And with the injury of Jeff Wilson, Raheem Mostert, they're both potentially on the IR. Well, Mostert is on the IR. I expect Jeff Wilson to hit the IR soon, making it that a crowded backfield in San Francisco isn't that crowded anymore. And it's pretty easy and up for the air for somebody to grab. Uh, Jeff Wilson against the Patriots had three carries for negative one yards. He got taken out so quickly. He killed it. He, he, he was amazing. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. It was great. It was fantastic to see him watch. And he's not a pass blocker, so he's not going to be on the field necessarily on third downs, which means they you got options. So it's Evan Coleman. If he comes back, Shanahan already said that he would be the starting RB. He's 20% owned in games. So if you are able to snag yourself a Tevin Coleman, you can get yourself a flex. Now, if you're like me and you want a higher upside target, you go with Jamichael Hastley, who is also 21% owned in leagues. I mean, Jamichael Hastley had seven carries for for uh, 54 yards, I believe, and he had his own reception for 15. So, I mean, he got snuck in that offense when Jeff Wilson was not getting it done. And because of that, I mean, uh, McKinnon wasn't getting it done. And then after <laughs> Jeff Wilson got injured, sorry about that. Uh, Jermichael, he, he looks like a miniature Raheem Mostard. He speedy back, hits the hole hard, get yourself some decent carries. And when you're in a run-first offense, of Kyle Shanahan's, you're going to be a productive back. I really like Jamichael Hastley. So you're going Hasty instead of Coleman. Right? I am going Hastley okay. instead of Coleman. How are you feeling with doing a waiver wire claim for Hasty or Coleman? Either one. So if you want a safer option, you go for Coleman. I wouldn't mind you putting a waiver wire claim for him. If Chase Edmonds is available, obviously he takes priority. I would probably, uh, I don't know if I would rather have Carlos Hyde. What do you think? Um, it, It's probably going to be Coleman more than Hyde because Hyde's probably going to be a one week. Coleman could potentially be more and Hasty could potentially be more because Wilson's not coming back for a little while. Correct. McKin- McKinnon looks just bad. He did not look good. So Coleman, I think, is going to be the long-term guy. Potentially. Yeah, I, or Hasty. Yes. Um, I, I would go them instead of going Hyde. Yeah, okay, that's fair. I, I completely understand it. Hyde is much safer than both of them because, I mean, uh, when you're on a better yeah. offense, you're running out the clock, you're winning games. Unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, yeah. but they lost their first game of the season. So I, I feel like that is a little bit of an outlier. Sorry, I'm on, I'm on the mindset of me. You're on the mindset so of you. I, I'm six and one. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm looking more long-term. Okay. I'm looking more playoffs right now okay. already. So – that's that's what I meant in that. If you need a win right away, then you go hide immediately. Okay, that's fair. Does that make a little more sense? Yeah, that's want to make sure I was clear. If you're in a win now mode, you go Carlos Hyde. If yep. you're if you feel like you can wait a couple weeks, try to get yourself a playoff nab, uh, and getting a, a flex steal, option that's yeah. gonna get you a little something, something, something here for now, and then later on in the year it could turn into an RB two, an RB one. Jamichael Hastley, I think, is gonna be the guy that you want to own in that scenario. Uh, Wayne Gallman. Never heard of her. Never heard of her. I mean, uh, not really. You're now the third string RB after Devontae Freeman 
injured himself. 2% owned. He looked good. He got a touchdown. Uh, he he was the pass catcher to that offense when Saquon was there. And he kind of disappeared a little bit. And now he's back. And I feel like he could be a solid flex option for your offense. Depending on how Devontae Freeman looks, we currently have no word on that as of now. Yeah, I'm going to... I'm going to be very tentative about picking up Gallman until we get some Freeman news. And then if, even if I'm, I'm not spending any waiver wire, I'm not, I'm not doing a claim for it. I'll, I'd probably wait a little bit and see if I can get him as a free agent with all these other options that we have. Yeah, I, I completely agree there. I mean, wearing Gallman, while he is potentially going to be the starting running back, it is on a below average offense. And let me just read you the schedule real quick. Next week, if he is going to be the starter, uh, he gets Tampa Bay, uh, Tampa Bay, Washington, Philadelphia, and then a bye week. So the four weeks that he may have, if depending on how bad Devontae Freeman's injury is, is going to be rough. So it, it's already hard to start a Giants running back. It's going to be very hard to start a Giants running back against a very tough schedule. Yes, I 100% agree. Your next guy is going to be Rob Gronkowski. 83% owned. Is he a waiver wire guy? He's not. I don't want to put you him know? as a waiver wire guy, but he's somebody I feel like needs to be rostered at this Keep point. Keep an eye on. Yeah. In the beginning of the year, we thought he would be pretty irrelevant. He wasn't doing anything. We thought he was a good drop. Uh, now, he looks like he's getting very involved in that offense. Looks comfortable. Looks good. Tom Brady's looking at him. Uh, and with the disarray in the tight end position. Sometimes you're just going to have to do it. I mean, Darren Fells, who everybody thought was going to be a fantastic uh, streamer this week, did absolutely nothing. And then now we got nothing there. Yeah. I mean, if you need a start and Gronk's available, you can start him. I, temper your expectations, especially when Antonio Brown comes in. They're not going to be able to feed everyone. So there's going to have to be people. The good thing is Tom Brady feels comfortable with Ron Gr Rob Gronkowski in the red zone, so he will target him in the red zone on a regular basis. But I, I don't feel comfortable long-term starting him on a regular basis until Antonio Brown comes in and I see what that target ratio is going to be. As of right now, Darren Fells dropped a donut. Yep. Would you rather have Darren Fells or Rob Gronkowski? I mean Gronk. I mean Gronk's 83% owned. I, I would rather have Gronk, but he's probably not going to be in a lot of leagues 17%. I mean, those that's going to be the only amount of leagues that are going to be there. And if you need a tight end, sure, yeah, you can use him. But I would hope I could get another option. Yeah, that is completely fair. Now let's move on to Brandon Ayuk, 49% owned. I've been telling people to grab him for a very long time. And it's starting to show. He he had his he had an over 100-yard game against the Patriots. And now with Debo Samuel gone, uh, it, it only thrusts him in the spotlight just a little bit more to that point. Uh, Brandon, I looks like he he figured out that offense. Looks like Shanahan figured out how to use him properly, and uh, you saw a lot of swing passes, a lot of opportunity to put him in space. Huge wingspan. Jimmy G even threw it threw it up to him a couple times, hoping he'd come up with a snag, but that did not happen. So forty nine percent owned. I think he's a great flex option and with a lot of upside to that fantasy roster. Yeah, and there's a decent amount of bye weeks this week. If you need a wide receiver start, I would feel very comfortable starting at Ayuk against Seattle. I mean, their defense has not been very good. Jamal Adams has been out a little bit, but they've been giving up a lot of points against a wide receiver. That could be a potential shootout, but Ayuk is going to be involved for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I definitely fully agree there. Now, Cole Beasley, 41% owned, has been a sneaky guy. He's, he's always been that sneaky start that you can put on your roster. He saw a team-high 12 targets against the Jets, 11 receptions, and 112 receive, uh, receiving yards. So if you're in a half-point PPR, he put up 5.5 points for you off receptions alone. That is wild. And he consistently gets more and more involved in this offense. John Brown consistently injured and when he's there he's always hobbling in and off of the field Cole Beasley looks like he is a solid wide receiver three to two option yeah especially with John Brown being out and if he continues to be out uh next guy I want to talk about is Michael P Ryan your boy 
In my, I called it your, like your two guy. weeks ago. I said, so, you got to have him. So, I mean, he had 11 touches, 39 yards, nothing crazy, but he did get the touchdown. The, what you're looking at here is the volume is increasing. That's what I'm looking at the most. So he is a relevant option. They play Kansas City. Do I feel comfortable starting him on a horrible team? Probably not. I, I'm going to wait and bench. I don't know how you, you're going to feel about that. We'll get that in a second. But I'm going to hold on to him. I think long-term there could be more. I think more of the outlook is potentially, remember, everything you learn this year, you're going to have some sort of memory for next year. P. Ryan's a guy you should remember. Yeah, it, it, I think he is most relevant in a keeper league where yeah. you can pick up a player, keep him for next year. And P. Ryan would be a solid start for that because Frank Gore is not going to be there. Adam Gase probably won't be there, meaning he's going to be the lone back that they just drafted. Young guy looks good in that offense. Uh, so, go ahead. I made a mistake. Let's hear it. Okay, and I'm gonna I'm uh, I'm gonna call myself out for this. All right, all and right. it's about Adam Gase. Okay, I I don't know if you're gonna, I don't think I talked to you about this. No, so, no, not yet. I was thinking about it. Oh boy, and I've been completely wrong about the ownership of the Jets. And Adam Gase. Oh, boy. Okay. Why would I take away Adam Gase, the worst coach in the NFL, to get some young guy in here to get this team hopped and ready to go? I want Lawrence. I want the number one pick. They're not letting him go until the end of the season. And then they'll let him go. They'll get their high pick and then start rebuilding this team again. The owner knows what he's doing to a certain extent. So you, but, th- you think he's playing like 3D chess right now? 100%. 100%. Because what, what's actually going to happen? Well, if Adam Gase ends the year with his job, I feel like he's going to have it next year. Oh, my God. If that happens, you destroyed another first-round quarterback. I just – I, I, right I think that's what they'll do. I think they'll trade Dar- Darnold away and get another quarterback. I think Adam Gase will blame it on Darnold. And then get another quarterback, and then destroy that quarterback, and then finally get fired midseason next year. I don't know. I, 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 my, my feeling is if he goes through a whole year as the coach, he's gonna be there next year. He won't. There, there's no way they can. And when you are getting screamed at by your defensive coordinator, when you're in the middle of a game and you're a head coach and they're screaming back at each other, it, it it's not going well. Let's make this very clear. It's not going well at all. You, you need to make a change. And they're not making a change for a reason. No, no, they're going to make a change. You know what they're going to do? What are they going to they're do? They're going to get a new defensive coordinator. Oh, there you go, Come dude. On. Blame it, it on the defensive coordinator. It 100%. is a defensive. It's so, not like you're in charge of everybody. So so Adam Gase gave up offensive play calling duties to the offensive coordinator last game. So Okay, I have a question. Okay. So if I'm the head coach okay, and I gave you – the reins on the offense. Okay. And you did better. Much better. Should I be fired? No. Why? You should be rehired because you did a good you made a good call in giving your team a better you chance. You are to win. supposedly an offensive guru that cannot get the offense going. What are you actually doing? He, answer me that question. No, answer they, me that question right now. What are you actually doing? Leading the team. They almost Leading the, the team to what? First round pick. Yeah, see, that's exactly what it is. A hundred percent. They almost beat the Jets. I'm gonna give them credit for this game. They almost they almost beat, beat themselves because the they did. They lost. Y- yes, but they almost beat the Jets. I mean, they were competitive. They made how the, are they? How are the Jets beating the? Jets? I mean, sorry, they almost but, beat the Bills. Sorry about that. Sorry. Sorry, like, sorry. How are the Jets beating the Jets right now? The, the Jets almost beat the Bills. I mean, this is a good Bills team, and they decimated that defense. I mean. Uh, Sam Darnold, out of all people, was dinking and dunking, no weapons on offense, making it work, making people look good. I think I think this offense might be going somewhere. You think the offense is going somewhere? I think this offense might be going somewhere. In the garbage, yes. 100%. I agree with that. I, I don't think they're moving on from Sam Darnold. Is it, I, 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 would hope, I would hope they don't move away from Sam Darnold. I think you need to give him an actual head coach that gives him opportunity and give him some weapons before you just throw him to the garbage. But if Adam Gase is there, he needs to blame it on someone. Who's he going to blame it on? The defensive coordinator? Is that it, The offense has been horrible. He, you know what? This is what he's doing. He's playing 3D chess himself. 
Is he? He's throwing it to the offensive coordinator. So if the offensive coordinator can't figure it out, he can just throw it on him and just fire him. See? Adam Gase is smart. He's smart. He, he, he got a little noggin going on up there. He's got a little I like, going I like, on a, I like Adam Gase. You know what? We are officially an Adam Gase fandom. I like it. We're going to keep him on our squad. Okay. I'm I'm done with this. I, I think Adam... <laughs> I think that offense is going to move forward in, in a decent direction. Now, I Sam hope they Donald's, move forward. Their whole job is to move forward to the end zone. As long as and they haven't giving, been doing that. If they give it to Lamarcus Pirine, they'd be getting there. They'd be getting there. So I think that is that on uh, our opinion on the Jets offense. Of course, we're going to be talking about this every week, as we always do. That is definitely our <laughs> weekly segment at this point. With a different take. Different take. Some, it's always a new take on that offense. Right now, it's going to be LaMichael P. Ryan is the man. Frank Gore is also the man. We, we never disrespect Frank Gore out here. Ain't that right? Sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, if you like and enjoyed the episode, please hit us with a nice follow. Like it. Give us a nice rating. All that good stuff. Anything you could do, we will highly appreciate it. Of course, next episode, we're going to be talking about a lot of trades, a lot of buy-sells, lots of scenarios that you're going to be going through. Some high, high top-tier tactic, high-quality top-tier tactics for you to win your league. There you go. I said it properly this time. And then, of course, we're going to go over the Thursday night preview. But other than that, Chris, you got a send-off? I'm proud of all of you that listen. I'm proud of you. Win, uh, uh, win your championships. You're you're gonna win, and you don't need to go through our hypotheticals because you listen to us. Absolutely. And if you are at the bottom of the barrel, you don't listen enough. And if you're at the top, you listen perfect. Well, if you're at the bottom of the barrel, then you're you're not doing what we say. Well, absolutely. They're you not just listen. They're not we're listening. entertaining. That's what I'm saying. That, that's a good point. All right. See good, you guys. Good luck, everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Top Tier Tactics Fantasy Football Podcast. Don't forget to visit us on the web at tttfantasyfootball.com and follow us on Instagram at Top Tier Tactics. If you enjoy the show, be sure to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts too. 